0: Hello everyone and welcome to the group, a pre-medium podcast that's created for Shogler and Underground Music Center. am your host and presents me you, on in the interview to my favorite artist. guys and welcome back to the groove and i'm here with one of the craziest bands i've ever heard all the way from rhode island stone
1: nobles
0: (laughs) (laughs) um i'm so excited to have you guys on here but um i'm gonna start with uh how did the band start
2: so uh, the whole thing kind of started on accident um i was in a a fraternity in college and um every year they do like this big uh kind of pageant show where uh, one person from each fraternity and sorority represents um their chapter and then they you know there's there's like a whole talent show and the smoke and mirrors and the whole pageantry ordeal and um i had just been playing guitar for a, about a year and i uh brody here and i are from the same <laughs> hometown and so I knew he was in a band uh, with with Lance, and I, I had, you know, contacted him and said, "Hey, would you guys want to do this this talent show with me? You know, you guys do this, we'll cover like a Greta Van Fleet song or something."
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance
2: wasn't wasn't in the the like the very beginning of Stunnoles because mm-hmm. instead of hitting it, up Blind Rooster.
3: instead you know, I actually had the idea. I said, "Well, in Blind Rooster, I'm the bassist, but." I also play guitar, so I wanted to actually show off some some of my guitar skills, so I said, let's form a group. And we hit up, um, we have Davey, who was our original bassist, um, and then we went through a string of drummers, um, you know, trying to figure out who our drum guy was going to be. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, while we were doing that, um, Ross's fraternity ended up actually voting him out of this, um, you know, to represent his chapter. <laughs> Then we're all just kind of sitting around and we said to ourselves, well, I mean, we got this far, put in all this time, like, why don't we just keep playing? So we did. You know, we we kept playing music together and um, Ross, if you want to talk about how the name came about, because I, I think you tell that the best.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, yes. Yeah, so I, I, first of all, I just, I just like wasn't cool enough for my frat buddies. They like <laughs> out of my own position. So I was like cool but then he was like yeah let's keep playing and then for a while we were having like lineup issues finding another guitar player because we moved him to drums and and eventually I like I like bugged him so much and I just kind of started talking to Lance all the time I was like I just really really want Lance and Stone Nobles and then Mm -hmm. he joined in like 2020 then it was all it was all up from there and then obviously Connor's new he's the newest
1: I'm
2: the new guy Um, very important part of our band right He's been, now. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Especially for what's what's coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Oh <laughs> We're so glad we have comments. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the name, like kind of meant nothing at first. Like I I remember trying to come up come up with something and, and I was like, I, I wanted to use something like kingly. And I was like, I don't want to use the word king <laughs> because there's that weird, like, uh, you know, in like Gen Z lingo, how everybody uses king. I don't like that. <laughs> true (laughs) um but uh but i wanted to use like i was like what's a noble word
0: uh stone nobles
2: (laughs) sorry um (laughs) i was like all right now what's a really cool rock and roll word and then i was like i remember i used to deliver pizza so i was delivering pizzas one night and uh my playlists kept shuffling bands and songs and albums that had the word stone in them and i'm like stone's a pretty cool rock and roll word let's let's use that and then luckily once lance joined the band then we started attaching all of these characters and and uh this kind of uh imagery around the names to to kind of give it a lot more meaning and now it's it's kind of taken off in a a completely different direction than we ever
0: yeah it's a sick name (laughs) it's a sick name but i feel like most of like Things that happen by mistake are like the best things possible. Like this, this podcast that I'm doing started as a joke completely, and <laughs> now it's like serious, but it's so awesome. It's um, um yeah, It's a really it's good, a good joke. Really good joke. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> about like always oh, started as jokes. Right? Yeah. So like, we're just talking about Sweet Child of Mine, and, and like we have tons of songs that started out as jokes. Half of our songs jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's still jokes.
0: <laughs> but it's, it makes it more fun, too. You gotta have fun with it. Um, so, speaking of fun, what is your guys' favorite thing to do as a band outside of music? That's a good question.
1: We well, eat a lot. Yeah, we yeah, do we <laughs> enjoy, we <laughs> enjoy a lot of food. We <laughs> get, get out. We're actually
3: very fortunate that like anywhere you go... Uh, you go to a hole in the wall place and they probably have the best food you've ever had yeah. we're really blessed here in yeah. Arizona, small so. but mighty yeah yeah <laughs> um, so like whether we just go to like a small sandwich app we're big sandwich guys big sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> italian grinder guys
4: if, if we're not skipping lunch to get through a practice or a show we're making time for extra lunch and that's what we have. Yeah
2: i mean i think we've we've gotten this this sort of newfound thing for traveling because now that we're trying to expand our reach a little bit we've arranged uh like you know we've been starting to arrange like you know kind of like one-off trips to go to different states and play Mm -hmm. uh like we did michigan in the summer and then we just did um nashville last week so i think um i think traveling is is like a newer one for us you know but yeah, it's, yeah. it's but it's it's like super fun like being able to experience like different parts yeah. of the world very eat pray love rock yeah right
0: <laughs> um so your first release was magnetic woman and now your newest release is come on sadie lol um but, so <laughs> <laughs> i got it no commas. What? <laughs> zero commas <laughs> but um so how has the dynamic of, like, you writing the first single to writing your newest one changed over time?
2: Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
0: yeah,
4: no, I do a lot of writing. Um, Ross and Brody had written Magnetic Woman years ago, and they, they threw that together. as I remember when they did it, because they showed me uh, while they were working on it. Um, I think just the big difference is that me coming into the band and having so many songs and we started putting them all together. Um, We just kind of built a new system on how we write and we've slowly become more collaborative as a unit. Mm -hmm. Um, Just having everyone pitch in and do so many different things with the songs, it's it's really gone from like one person's mind to four and that's made a huge difference in the
2: kind of songs we make. Yeah, I think we kind of just got better at it. Yeah. Like like one, because like once he came in he had this this massive storm of ideas all the time, to a point where I was like Jesus Christ I gotta step this I gotta step my game up here like <laughs> a
3: lot.
2: yeah it's it's and healthy. like it ends a lot of the newer stuff that we've been writing lately ends up kind of being like a fifty fifty split as far as lyrics go at least mm-hmm. between like me and him and yeah, then we, we all have together. a lot of contribution to to everything we've been
1: making lately we have a very healthy process in the way we work yeah Yeah. everything everything's we understand each other very well yeah it's everything's super collaborative collaborative. everyone's got a job too it seems yeah Yeah, it 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 makes things a lot easier for us where everybody kind of knows like how they do it and how the others they make sure that everyone's idea is at least tried and incorporated
4: and and
0: tested we don't say no to
4: much until we
1: like get it down in
4: recording
3: or like we try try it it once and then we're like Mm -hmm. yes thumbs up thumbs down yeah right? and it usually it's because sometimes man. even as we said before like those things that we call up even if they're jokes like it could be something that's really really cool <laughs> yeah. the like the fucking shovel on zombie that's like, one of the coolest that's that one of the coolest things
4: ever if you listen real closely in the song zombie lullaby there's that whole breakdown with a slow guitar solo and there's this counting on the drums and me and Brody were recording them in his, his garage and we were doing this counting and I was like, we need something really sinister, like go pick up that shovel and like dig your garage. <laughs> and I'm just, just recording scratching out my garage floor with a fucking <laughs> shovel. <laughs> so,
3: and your mom's like, what
4: are these scrapes in my garage? like, I don't know mom, I don't know. But, you
2: know. like to add like
4: really crazy um, sound effects and weird nuances to our songs. And we're doing that more and more as we as we record.
0: Mm -hmm. that's awesome so since you're the newest member was it really easy for you to just like fall into that dynamic
1: yeah i was able to to pick up on on how they worked like almost immediately Mm -hmm. Um, they these three guys understand each other like incredibly well um and i i found myself i found that i had a very similar like trains of thought um, and it was super refreshing, like, jumping into a space where people, like, understand, like, you know, just my genius, you know? <laughs> 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 but I mean,
2: you know? All jokes aside, though, like, I mean, he kind of, like, you kind of made it easy on yourself. Like, once you joined, like, you made it very, like, adamant and, like, apparent that like okay i'm trying to find my role here i'm trying to find
1: more stuff to do yeah and so you made it pretty easy on yourself and i took my i took my time to like step back and like let you guys like do a little bit of the like the work for and so i could like watch it for a second Mm -hmm. until and then i I took steps forward into like like introducing new ideas and and stuff like that um just to understand like what what are your wants before i just start you know Including yeah. all my own
0: things, yeah. you know? But, it's but yeah, amazing. overall, it
1: was, it was a easy process. We're on the same a lot. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Always makes things easier. <laughs> um, but so, when was your first ever live show that you guys played, and how did it go? It wasn't that <laughs> talent show. <laughs> it was sure not. wasn't that talent show. <laughs> Technically,
4: the
2: first show that Stone Nobles ever played was at a place in providence rhode island uh that is very famous for its italian food there's this this entire uh strip in providence called the uh, federal hill uh and there is this patio uh this really nice like italian restaurant that i used to work at um and they played like live music every every night during the summer and so i would eventually what is going on it's <laughs> um, like <laughs> i i would like beg my bosses all the time like guys, I just started this band, Like, we're getting really good, we can play a bunch of covers. And I didn't tell them about the, the one original we had, it was Magnetic at the time. Um, but we played for three hours in 95C Heat. Um, wearing all black. Wearing all black on a patio. And then when we were finished playing, I had to uh, work the rest of the shift as a host. In my That's crazy. That was <laughs> good. I looked I looked <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, those pictures are high. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thick skin yeah, here. short hair too. No, yeah, uh, I yeah. No mane, so. I had
3: no mane, no mustache. I had I had a skin Very, very elbow. Yeah,
0: very eldest. Very eldest. But in terms of how it went, uh I mean, right out the
3: gate, they they thought that we were too loud, so we had to we were like scrambling, turning stuff down and adjusting and it, we just never really had recovered as far as like the sounds that uh, the levels were a little bit off. I will admit, but I I think as far as they us, ta- us tailoring our set and whatnot to the place, I feel like we we did it very appropriately. They also didn't pay us. Yeah, we so. didn't get paid a dime either. That but yeah, um. that was
2: the first one, the first one with with Connor was um uh we opened for Anvil. 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 <laughs>
0: for Anvil. canada yes <laughs> band, the Canadian band
2: Anvil. We, and we uh we got to open for them, so that was really cool that was a cool way to like introduce them to everything
0: mm-hmm. well that's awesome <laughs> did you quit your job after that after they didn't pay you for playing <laughs>
2: I actually did, yeah. <laughs> I did. Pretty soon after. Right? I had, there, oh yeah, there was like, there. I had plenty of reasons why I had to leave there, but like, um, yeah, they, like, they didn't, like, they told me, like, oh, we're not paying you. And I was like, fuck. So like, we put like an <laughs> open drum, we opened up a drum and we put it out on the, in the square and we ended up making like $300 in tips. Yeah. From we did that. pretty
0: well. Well, that's nice. At least you got something.
2: <laughs> like. Photos of us and stuff. You go like way, way back on the Stone Nobles Instagram and see it. It's like us it's on like the first thing. I, I think it is the first thing. It's, yeah, it's the very first one, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely a long
0: awesome.
2: long way so far.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um I found you, I told you this already, but I found you from child of the Night promo on Ross's TikTok. How has Ross's blow up on TikTok like impacted your band as like making it? reach more people and stuff like that it is the impact yeah. it is yeah. it's, it's like the only
4: way some people know about it. fortunately like it's done so well that we probably have more fans in other states than we do in our home state yeah we absolutely yeah so it's it's weird in that sense but it's it's just a great form of
3: marketing if you don't mm-hmm. have to get and, in there and use it right and i remember it, it was during covid you had released that video the one i mentioned before ross was just chillin shades on, eating a burrito, whatever It had some text rolling across yeah, the screen, explaining like a little bit about the song and saying, "Hey, like this is my band. This is Child of the night, like bop of me for a little bit. And the video did outstanding. And yeah, then between really then and probably the middle of the summer, so four months or whatever, yeah. after releasing it, we had hit one hundred k on spot. Like that—that that was just insane. I remember when that happened. Yeah, no, it was like super cool. I,
2: I, like, like Lance was just saying, it's, uh, it's a little bit weird to kind of adjust to, like a lot of, you know, typically, uh, a lot of bands who are around like our stature as far as like how, you know, the size of our fan base and like, you know, where we play or whatever. Uh, a lot of bands typically go the opposite way, where they gain a lot of fans in their region right mm-hmm. they play around a lot they gain a lot of fans like that we kind of have the opposite mm-hmm. where if we play in providence rhode island i would argue it's less likely that we would fill a, a room up than if we were to play in almost any other state yeah, yeah. if we went to like la or, ohio. Detroit or-
4: ohio. oh I- oh, I- oh yeah <laughs> ohio loves stone nobles for some reason so that's cool. <laughs> scene out there yeah we're kind of doing the opposite we're like we're now we're like people are, around us are starting to know who we are yeah. but it's taken a while whereas like everyone on the internet who was like into like underground rock already did so that was really strange yeah like different
1: countries you know yeah so, yeah brazil we gotta
2: go to brazil soon we gotta go. Brazil's <laughs> a lot of fun, yeah
0: that would be awesome no because um and your utilization of TikTok is, like, very, very good for your band. Because there's a few bands in Philadelphia that have also done kind of, like, the same situation, and now they're kind of the same as you. Like, sometimes they have dead shows in Philly, but they go somewhere else, and it's, like, packed. And they're like, how is this happening? Like, <laughs> it's so weird. But it's awesome. I mean, that's how I found you guys. So, <laughs> like, it's just crazy. It works. Yeah. Yeah, it does work. Um, so back on to like how you guys are kind of like DIY-ish, kind of do it yourself. Where do you guys usually practice?
3: So we like, practice usually, yeah, in my basement. Uh, I mean, I have my drums there and the PA, you know, it's, we make it pretty easy. I mean, the guys just kind of show up and plug in and play.
2: I try to have everything like all set up and yeah. stuff. Enough. To show up. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. got, we got enough space. Yeah. There's
3: enough space in there
2: to move around. We'll usually like leave some of our stuff over there and. That way, it's already like set up, good mm-hmm. to go. Go up and plug in, and, and then get to work. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we, I mean, so far, I think just about everything we do is entirely our is entirely our like done ourselves. Um, you know, I've I've been told like, oh, eventually, as you you know, as we continue to you know to work on this and continue to grow, you'll you know you'll you'll need some management, you'll need some guidance, you'll need some help, but as of right now we're I think we're doing we're doing okay like you know with what we can
0: yeah yeah that's awesome do you guys record your stuff yourself and like what do you use to record yours um in the basement
4: <laughs> and this basement was as well we we're, we're, were at my house like right now
3: yeah yeah so we're a basement band although <laughs> it we do actually record my drums in the garage, garage. Better uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they just have like a big, yeah, big roomy sound sort of thing. Yeah. So I did it one time actually for Child of the Night, yeah. and I have m- I've gone back to the basement, but I prefer yes. recording in the garage. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yes. So, and awesome. <laughs> Vocals in
0: the bathroom.
3: Yeah. Yes, yeah. in the vocals bathroom. Yeah, the vocal booth is,
4: is the bathroom. Vocals on the toilet, <laughs> on where the the motorcycles are stored, and then uh, <laughs> and then guitars wherever there's you know a nice
0: carpet, comfy couch Yeah, wherever right. a couch
2: and some decent speakers but yeah yeah but i mean
0: mm-hmm.
2: I, that's so we we do all the tracking ourselves and then mm-hmm. um thankfully we have um lance is not technically his half brother but like, i got a brother of a brother
4: um <laughs> yeah who i've known for a long time who's who's into mixing and, and metal music and uh he's gotten really good over the last couple of years and, and we go to him and uh we send him all the tracks he mixes them all up we hang out and uh and this it gets done pretty quickly mm. in comparison
2: like yeah he's like a, what it is. entirely he self taught uh, yeah mistaken, yeah
4: right? yeah he's all self taught so we that's really all we do is we we track everything ourselves send it over to him give it a few listens on some speakers and in the car and and, and then it's it's the done. we sent it out to uh, George Jim. and we get it. Sometimes we get it mastered elsewhere. It's always good to get mixing
3: and mastering done uh, with different people. So that's it, a, a thing we're, we're trying to get. It. And what's really great about this whole process as well is like, even though we're sending the tracks to other people, like, I mean, Ben will send the track, uh, the mixes back to us and say like, oh, like, do you guys like it? And then we'll give him comments like, oh, it needs this. Or like, it could use this. So like, it's still a very autonomous process. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've always heard it's better to have someone else mix it and master it for you because then you get all nitpicky and then everything's like oh I don't like that I don't like that <laughs> you're there forever doing it over and over again I was just
2: about to say uh, yeah yeah ben, yeah ben really is kind of like an extension of of Stone Nobles mm-hmm. like he like he's he's very obviously part of our like you know inner circle and Um, Mm -hmm. he's like a fifth member he really is because like (laughs) especially like just during this time when we're recording and we're starting to mix we're like we're all spending so much time together and he understands typically what we're going for you know even when like say like me and lance have been known to explain things with like onomatopoeia (laughs) yeah and he's like oh okay so So he it's cool that he also understands crazy person yeah crazy person language (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah he's he really is like a fifth member do we say his
0: name ben, yeah. I did. Yeah, okay. ben, yeah yeah ben the engineer the engineer shut up ben <laughs> shut up ben <laughs> um so y- you guys were a band before quarantine and now that's like a- impacted a lot of people in their music realm how did it impact your band and how did you continue to like grow while you weren't able to play live
2: quarantine was the best thing that ever happened to us <laughs> it's so noble yeah, that is yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like I mean, before that, before that, we started in the beginning of 2019. We were playing, you know, we did like a couple of like cover sets with like a couple of our own songs peppered in here and there, and like, you know, it was like it was it was you know the beginning of a band. It was the infancy mm-hmm. of 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 a band. But yeah, the band really didn't take off till after anyway. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like it didn't even we didn't really have any traction. Until we all got locked away, and I was like, "Oh, what if I start posting TikToks?" I keep seeing all these musicians talking about their videos and or their music in in TikToks all the time. So I'm like, I don't I just do that? It's free. Let's go do that." Um, and then you know that works out. And then obviously we're all inside for months anyway, so I'm I'm like, "All right, well, let's start making some content." And then eventually, we're like, "All right, well let's start let's start writing some more music," you know. And uh, once everything kind of opened back up, that's when we're allowed to kind of you know take the leash off and and uh, have some fun at some shows you know you mm-hmm. kind of put
4: everyone on an even playing field in a way mm-hmm. but like on the internet like anyone could make music in their basement and put it out there and make a couple of good videos at that point we're all doing the same thing right so it helped yeah. a lot yeah it made us practice too
2: <laughs> yeah
0: because <laughs> yeah, i don't know why it just felt like after COVID happened and it stopped There was just an influx of just new music, new bands. It was like insane, but I'm not complaining.
2: (laughs) They've just been been sitting in the basement and like, exactly, internalizing everything. And like, when you have all this time to do stuff, like, all right, we're all we can do the exact same thing that all these big artists can do. They can't go out and make, you know, two million dollars at a concert tonight. So we might as well do the same thing they're doing. We're all, you know, we're all on the same page now. Like he said, everyone's everyone was on a level playing field. So it was. Yeah. Like, I felt like it was important to try to take advantage of that.
0: So I'm really big into the Philadelphia music scene, and I think it's so interesting to hear about other states. So how would you describe like Rhode Island's music scene? Like, is it good? Is it big? <laughs> you
4: no, know, it's it's not big, but there is a lot going on, and a lot of people who persistently get music out there there's there's a lot of venues in a small area so there's never really a shortage of places to play um it's no worse than say boston like we go up to like the boston area to to play all the time but like the music scene isn't any different there's plenty of places to play it's it's not going to be like nashville or la it's not big um but there's there's places to go
1: i would say the only difference between like boston and here is that we're here in Rhode Island, everything's really contained. Nothing really breaks out. People that yeah. stay here, play in Rhode Island. They don't really go explore other places. Yeah. As well. mm-hmm. People in Boston, they go, you know, wherever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the yes, only. That's, that's definitely yeah. the thing about yeah.
2: I mean, and because we've like we've played with so many great, like other local acts, um, that like we've either become friends with or like already were friends with. We have we have a friend uh, Jake. Who was originally one of Lance's best friends, uh, who has like a like a country western band. We've played with them a, a billion times, and they're like so much fun to play with. They're like they're moving around a lot, uh, but a lot of the times y- you uh, you see a lot of bands kind of like stick to the Providence scene as a way to kind of like oh support your local artists. Yeah, and it's it seems like you know like the there's a lot of local artists that are that are doing things for providence and only providence you just know get a little mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think it's you know. like a loop right yeah. but it's yeah. probably like that
4: everywhere else like you just right, can't yeah. be stuck you have to travel out and, and make yourself known in a lot of different places and that's what mm-hmm. we're, we're doing now yeah
0: yeah that's definitely awesome it's like and also it's just like the money and the time and scheduling like trying to get out of that area is difficult
3: but so many factors to yeah. it but money yeah is- you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. time and money those
4: those two things are, are the biggest factors
0: yeah for sure um so how far have you guys traveled like what's the furthest you've gone um, oh
4: probably is uh, michigan, michigan
0: for this michigan? michigan. michigan's it's probably
2: it's available than.
4: yeah read a map so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, pull it up I
2: think Michigan is farther than yeah,
1: Nashville.
4: Probably Grand yeah. Rapids was the farthest one. Yeah, that, you know, it, it probably to, was Grand Rapids because I don't like think By a little yeah, bit, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, as far as, like, the, the east, yeah. east mm. to west goes. Midwest. Yeah. We're
4: typically, like, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. We've hit Michigan, we've hit Nashville, and Tennessee. As far, as far as being west, it so far, Nashville
3: is more west than Grand Rapids. So, yeah, I think
4: Nashville. I yeah. think Nashville. Nashville was the farthest. we got to pass that.
2: I would like to go to I would love to go to LA. we have a couple of like we have a a couple of friends out in LA and (laughs) who yeah that would like that are all in uh in in really cool bands or like you know they have like solo projects whatever they do but like um i think it'd be really cool to get out to california and and play out there
0: yeah um is there anywhere else that you would like to go other than LA but where else would you like to go Brazil. Canada. Canada. Hey, we're <laughs> Canada. So Toronto, we want, want to play, play. on Mars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I always
1: wanted the first band to play in space. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think, like, realistically... We got to be Metallica, like, though. Yeah, yeah. We, we have to be Metallica. Metallica, Metallica might be probably. dead by, like, the time that, like... Well, we can have Metallica. Yeah. yeah. By the time that, like, that's possible, like, we might be big enough to, like, actually, like... Be able do to do that. It. Yeah. All
4: right. So our goal is to get rid of Metallica. Get <laughs> Play is space. space.
2: <laughs> <laughs> James Hatfield may never know the name Ross Ring. Yeah. But if he does, he's <laughs> in big trouble. Yeah. Somebody Ross Ring space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the
4: sequel versus Godzilla. James versus Godzilla. Godzilla. Versus <laughs> Godzilla. That's, yeah,
0: that's awesome. Art. Well, I hope to see you guys on Mars. I'll I'll be at that concert. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you're we'll on get, the list. We'll, we'll just
0: make a big elevator. Everyone can make a big elevator. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, so, when you guys are getting ready for a show, because I know like the vocals are kind of might be straining and stuff like that, how do you guys normally prepare for a show?
3: Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
1: I'll put your pants on. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's me um, yeah. No. It's, it's, not, it's a lot of just making weird random noises, getting the the frills out. It's a lot. Yeah. It's
2: a lot of water. It's maybe like a little like a little steam, well, steam water, tea, honey, whatever stuff. But you
1: don't do anything.
4: I do a little bit. No, I don't do it in front of you guys. Yeah. I, I
1: do like a little. A little weird. Weird.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll I'll do like a little bit of yodeling. I'll just do like a little mm. scale,
0: <laughs>
2: just to nice. kind of break it up a little bit, and right. you know, kind of get get warm. And then I'll scream for a sec. He'll do like I you know you do, go like oh oh, yeah, <sighs> yeah, get it out. Yeah, just to kind of clear the mucus a little bit,
3: you know. Play, I mean, my, you, play my solos my, once through. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's and it. then my favorite phrase to practice articulation. Tig old bitties. Tig old bitties. Big old titties. <laughs> <laughs> old bitties. <laughs> and then we're, then we're ready to go.
2: Basically, yes. yeah.
3: I don't do much to warm up on guitar.
2: Put her,
1: put her stage garb on. Mm-hmm. Put the boots on. Oh, yeah. Cut some sleeves. Cut some cut oh, sleeves. Yeah. So oh, yeah. oh, yeah. He, he so, has, like, a new shirt, like, every single show, and we always do the, um, like, the tank tops. So, so I, I always tend to get my shirts
3: like cheap wherever it could be from Savers, Goodwill. Uh, I'll go to Walmart sometimes. Right but up. for whatever reason, I always end up just never cutting my shirt, like the the sleeves off my shirt before I leave my house. So, I take the pa- a pair of scissors with me to the gig, and before we go on, I will cut the sleeves off my like, shirt. Like 10 minutes before we go <laughs> on. Yeah, no, like on a table. It's just like on the side, cutting them up. It's
0: yeah. <laughs> It's tradition. Oh, yeah. it is tradition. Um, so, how did you guys make, like, when did you start making merch, and how did you begin the process of making your mm-hmm.
2: So, oh, well, again, that was around the time that so, he got here. Yeah, but the it starts with, so
4: our, we have a really cool logo that we like a lot. We have a friend of ours uh, who's local to us who also plays music in a band, and uh, he loves to draw and doodle and stuff, and, and Ross had asked some fans on TikTok to send in some artwork, mm-hmm. um, and there was a lot of different things sent in and this one kid drew sent in this awesome illustration of this logo that he made. And it's the exact logo we use today is the one that he said we saw it. And we were like, this is so cool. We'll use it. We found out he was from Rhode Island. So we just ordered shirts online and Ross took one to him, gave him a shirt. And uh, we've been friendly with with Drew ever since, but he made the original logo and I've changed it a little bit here and there for uh, for different themes. And we just we order stuff online. We have a website right now where um, we have a lot of like shirts and sweatshirts and everything in between, and it's just made to order from a, a site that we use. StoneNobles.com. Yeah, Stone. stone order now. shameless <laughs> yeah. uh, StoneNobles.com/shop. Um, but when, when we're at home, we just get like local people to uh, <coughs> to make shirts as a company. We just ordered some shirts from recently. Um, they make cheap shirts and they they print them, and we can drive down the street and pick them up, and then we just sell them at shows and that's that's really how it started So we're, oh, yeah. we're expanding the merch we have some some cool stuff that uh connor's dad made recently we got oh some
1: yeah, yeah. we have like um, coasters and stuff like that my dad's Ooh. starting a company so we're gonna have like um like cool stuff that it's gonna be like all like um like houseware type things um so and we're gonna try to collaborate where we have some of like his stuff like coasters and like um like when what it was. Oh yeah, like wine box holders, like with our like logo. Maybe some it. spatulas so you can press in the Stone
2: Nobles logo into your burgers. You know,
0: things. That's like so that. sick. the <laughs> expanded,
2: yeah, it's the brand. Yeah, just a- any any insane stupid merch we can possibly make happen. We we will. Connor come. makes candles. We have. Oh yeah, candles. I forgot about candles. Those are awesome. Yeah.
4: You get a candle that smells like Sadie. So yeah, cool. yeah, you have to get those at shows though. So yeah. Come to mm-hmm. to come. so yeah, we don't sell them online yet. Not yet. Not yet.
0: More of the story here is by Stone Nobles merch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, maybe the, the time. Got a friend who's had a baby. Got a Stone Nobles <laughs> onesie. Oh yeah, we, we have baby clothes we got too. One. Yes. <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, that's how we, we pay for our mixes and our, our budget to travel. So everything helps. Yeah. Straight stream the rider.
0: <laughs> 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 um. So who are you guys' biggest inspirations for Stone Nobles?
2: um i so we get we get this a lot Mm -hmm. because we're kind of all over the place but we can all kind of agree on a few bands i I think a a really fun thing that we like know of ourselves is that like whenever we're writing a song we we never try to like encapsulate one particular you know feel or one Mm -hmm. particular uh era of sound like okay we're going to sound like 80s heavy metal right for this song and then we're going to sound like you know 70s classic rock for this song like i I feel like every time we write our influences kind of just accidentally come out like all together and then it becomes what it is um but i mean we're kind of everywhere i
1: i think the ones that like we most agree on are like greta van fleet mm -hmm. ghost metallica Foo Fighters, um, Judas Priest, mm-hmm. Judas Priest. Um, those are probably like the big five for, for us. Alice Cooper, maybe. Yeah. Um, Cooper.
4: Yeah. yeah.
1: Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Guns too, yeah. And then I think,
2: well, Brody, you're not too much into the super heavy stuff, right?
3: No, not particularly. Yeah. Like, what were I mean. you gonna say?
2: I was gonna say because uh, the I know the me, um, Lance, myself, and and Kaiser are all super into like. Really, really heavy music, you know, like a lot of like, like you know, death stuff and, um, love L- death, love
1: death, born of shore, gojira, oh, gojira,
2: yeah. mastodon. That's, yeah, like that show. We all went to that show. Um, but then, you know, we all like a couple of us, like, I know, like, me and Brody both like country. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, there's a lot of like weird little like worlds of influence, you know, like Lance likes disco and, <laughs> and kind of likes Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> We have a lot of that. We pride ourselves in
4: having so many influences that you can't tell what's what when it's in the song, because that's mm-hmm. just the, with a lot of rock music these days is that people pick one or two bands and every single song sounds like them. You need to have a million bands and a, a ton of genres and just meld them all together and, and just do what feels right. And that's how you make something like uniquely original.
1: There's people, mm-hmm. all, other people that are like exact copies of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're just trying this to band isn't, isn't trying band to be all. our own band. Yeah
0: yeah well speaking of that because you guys brought up Greta Van Fleet I love Greta Van Fleet but <laughs> um since you guys are saying like exact copies what is your take on everyone hating on Greta Van Fleet because they sound like Led Zeppelin
4: <laughs> can I give mine first yes <laughs> I like Greta Van Fleet more when they sounded like Led Zeppelin <laughs> I, th- I thought they were awesome when they sounded more like Led Zeppelin
1: I still love them now so I think it's dumb that people hate you tell me if you if you have the power to sound like Robert Plant, you wouldn't sound like Robert Plant.
0: Exactly, you do it. You channel that hardcore.
1: <laughs> like you gotta take it. It's the
4: hate is unwarranted. Yeah, I, every level.
2: I kind of just think that take is like tired. Yeah, it's like an it's like a an unoriginal, like unnuanced take that like. Mm-hmm someone told you in 2017 about Greta Van Fleet it's,
3: it's like shitting on Nickelback or Creed like grow the fuck up, yeah, grow Nickelback. up. <laughs> Nickelback's good bro.
2: like come on man <laughs> oh Agreed. no like they sounded like Led Zeppelin at first like oh like what, what's wrong with that oh. you know and now I mean I think they've they've definitely branched out a lot and I mean I like I like a lot of the newer stuff too um but yeah, I just think it's—I think it's kind of like a tired thing that like yeah. proves that whoever's saying that really just hasn't listened very much,
0: mm-hmm.
2: or like doesn't really understand what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. They heard it on the internet and they
1: repeated it, and that's it. Yeah, right? It's not like a like real opinion. It's, yeah. yeah. This happened like a million times. Like, how many blues bands like are mm-hmm. there that said exactly that yeah. have? like 50 songs and they all sound the exact same you know or like how many beatles copies are there oh my god exactly. we're all beatles copies yeah <laughs> <Everybody does laughs> beatles copies. our four-part harmonies
4: beatles, beatles copies.
0: copies that's awesome no yeah i just i love Creative credit i've seen them twice and i know you guys are big fans of them and i was like i get to geek out a little bit <laughs> like talk about it. I've seen them like
4: five times. Six. I've seen them now. Close,
1: I've seen them never. I haven't I seen them Oh, sure. yeah, We yeah. gotta go then. I'm a Greta Van fleet version. Oh, version. Virgin. Yeah. Virgin. I, I, I haven't, haven't seen them Greta
0: Van Greta
4: Van You can cut this part out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, we're literally geeking. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, so, what is your most enjoyable show that you've played so far? Like the one that you <laughs> um, I don't
2: know. I don't even think that one's close. No. I mean it was cool watching them. No, that's it, it was cool for me, but No, no. It was, cool. was very, it was very cool, cool to it was cool to see them. Um, I think as far as like the set itself was concerned
1: like it might be uh, Big Token. I, oh, I was thinking Token. Okay. Token was I, like, I think Token was a big moment for us because it was like the first time that we like traveled out of New England. <laughs> playing at a cool venue i mean there wasn't it wasn't packed or anything no. like that but the people that were the, there were they? important to us um like Good my show. my dad traveled from um south carolina all the way up to michigan to see us and, we, and yeah. we had friends and family that all you know traveled a long way to come and see us and great it production awesome. it was like one of the first times i think we had like a full like white production too it was oh, um yeah. That token's outside of uh, Detroit in
2: Michigan. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool venue. It was a good show, too. That was great. Honestly, it was I really think great to, it the was was Ocean well.
3: Mist I was thinking that. Too. It yeah, was okay, cool. Yeah.
2: So we uh, a couple weeks ago, we played at a um, really, like, legendary uh, Rhode Island venue. It's called the Ocean Mist. And um, since, like, most of us went to University of Rhode Island, it's a very, like, well-known bar at University of Rhode Island, and like that's where you go on like a Saturday morning. But we got to play for URI's alumni weekend, and we like you know the the house was packed up with like people we knew, people we didn't know, people who like you know came to see us, people who were just who were just coming because they were alumni from 10 years ago, and the place was jammed. Yeah, it was yeah. most people wow. ever played for by a long shot oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. landslide but like Good show. And it, it was kind of cool because it was one of those times where I, I think a lot of the people in the crowd at first were expecting like your regular old cover band and yeah. then we didn't play we didn't play a single song that they recognized and I don't yeah. think it, they cared because they like it seemed like everybody was like really into it which it was like it was really dope to yeah. kind of feel like you were turning the crowd a little bit mm-hmm. you know
0: yeah that's fun <laughs> Um, so you've released your first EP last year, which is so good by the way. (laughs) Um, but what was the process, like your writing process for that specific EP? Like how long did it take and what was the hardest like challenges you've had?
4: I just thought it just takes a lot of time. Yeah. It's just like, it it was, that process does take a lot of time. It's so tough to make an EP like an album or an EP. But I think it's beginning <laughs> to end that took about, about a year. About a good a year. year. So about it's year. like it's hard for smaller bands to get out music like that. That's why we're kinda sticking to singles right now and most other smaller acts out too, because it, it takes a lot of time. But it's it was funny the way that started is we kind of just were throwing songs together and we thought we'd do this like goofy, spooky, like ode to eighties movies type ep and then we kind of hashed out the rider as a song and we all kind of decided that it was like too intense and mystical of a song for it to just be like this goofy album and then we we kind of adjusted a lot of the songs and turned it into something that was a lot more sinister thematic yeah a lot more thematic than we originally
2: intended which was like a process that kind of happened as we were recording the songs yeah that was it that was what i was about to get into where it's like at first, we because the first song that we had written for the EP was "Zombie" because we wrote it in like 2020, mm-hmm. um, and that we we figured that's gonna be the feel of like the EP that it would come off of.
0: Mm-hmm. But as we
2: continued to write, like the writer kind of came next, and there was like, and then you know uh, he had Pandemonic in his back pocket, and then like we pulled everything together. As we were like writing. We kind of realized really quickly that like, like everything we're writing about and like talking about in these songs and like just the feel of all these songs are like so much more like you said intense yeah. than your like you know this like fun goofy mm-hmm.
4: zombie
2: movie sort of thing. Um So like that I <laughs> think. i I always we always kind of look at the uh like the order of the ep and it's kind of like funny how it works we're like oh you start zombie in this kind of like fun uh return of the living dead song and then by the end you're talking about like your mortality (laughs)
0: you know it's like
2: it's it's that's kind of how it happened like in real time
0: yeah what was your most like what's your favorite song on the ep could Be different for all of you. (laughs) Tell people that mine is Pandemonic,
1: yeah,
3: me too. I I would would probably play Definitely, I would say it's the best one to play live.
2: Pandemonic and The Rider, yeah, yeah. a lot of fun. Live, I think The Rider is also like one of the most uh indicative songs, like where, like, if oh, what does Stone Noble sound like? I think The Rider is a really good indicator because we all like especially now like how we're playing it live i think the track doesn't really do like the bass guitar very much justice uh but like especially when we play it live you see all of the chemistry mm-hmm. you know like you see all of these parts like interweaving in a way that they're all highlighted and i feel like that's a big part of our of our sound is is the chemistry that we that we put forth
0: into song. Mm-hmm. i could definitely agree with that <laughs> like whenever i think about your band the writer just comes to my head um so i've Ross, this question is for you because i'm just so interested in how tiktok has impacted your life alone (laughs) like just by yourself (laughs) like how like do you go out and people like know who you are like what opportunities have come about because of it
2: so yeah it um it happens like every now and then um where like someone will like recognize me in public it's not like it's not like a um like it happens like super often um just because i'm like in the grand scheme of things as far as like you know content creators and influencers and stuff go i'm kind of like still at the bottom of the barrel you know like com- comparatively speaking i'm I, I i like to beat myself up about it all the time but it's like <laughs> um it's it does happen here and there but um typically when we go places where the audience is more closely associated with something that we're interested in or something, you know, it's, we're more likely to see, you know, rock fans somewhere, like say mm-hmm. a Greta Van Fleet show. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to get a lot of people like pulling me aside and saying hi to Greta Van Fleet show. Cause that. Yeah. Situational cause effect. Right. Um, or like, uh, like when we were in Nashville, uh, when we were at the Gibson uh, guitar factory, the Gibson garage, um, one of the employees um, knew who I was. He was like, oh, I thought I and that makes sense. Cause he's like, okay, he works at the, the biggest guitar store in the country. I talk about the music that he's
0: mm-hmm.
2: probably playing with these guitars, you know? Um, so it's like, it's usually it's, it's, it's like whenever you put yourself near the niche audience that's kind of when it happens it's not like a like an all-the-time thing yeah um yet but (laughs) Um, but it's 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 like fun um people have like hit me up too before and said yo i saw i was standing right next to you at in in line at stop and shop the other day (laughs) in newport and i'm like (laughs) Why didn't you say anything? That's creepy as hell, man. Like, I didn't want, I, I, I don't know. So why are you sending me a weird creepy DM right now? I like, Just say hi. Just say <laughs> hi. Because I, I love it when people like and the hi. because they're always really nice and it's really cool. Don't be a creep. Don't stand there like a weirdo, you know?
1: I like the message that they always start. It's like, oh, I know you'll never see this. It's like, and then we only have like two DMs. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you'll probably yeah. never see this. I only have like
2: 3,000 followers on Instagram. It's like a very normal amount of followers I have. You know, like, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm sure, you'll never see this. Shit. This comet will get buried. Yeah, no, probably. Not. I was <laughs> sitting on my phone, and it popped right up, and I'm like, talking yeah. to you now. <laughs> <probably not laughs> waiting for it. So <laughs> funny you mention that. Thank you for your memory. But it's it's cool. It's it's cool.
0: Yeah. No, that's how I kind of felt reaching out to you guys to get the interview. I was like, oh, geez, they're never gonna see this, but I don't care. I'm gonna reach out. We'll get an interview with anybody. <laughs> No, because I've always wanted to, like, talk to the bands that I listen to and, like, find. And then I was like, wait, I actually have a reason to. Like, let me just see if they'll do it. And then I was like, oh, they answered. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. That was so funny.
4: I talk to a lot of awesome bands.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm super. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're nearing the end, unfortunately. But uh, what is your ultimate goal for Stone Nobles?
1: world domination
4: yeah yeah basically an empire with a lot of death and destruction um (laughs) and probably cookies at some point in the night Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) starships ideally yeah Yeah, yeah. star destroyers yeah yeah um just it'd be nice to be able to make a living playing music and for people to enjoy the music that we put out and that's in whatever form that comes in like
2: that'd be great yeah i think Mm. Playing, playing our music to rooms full of people who want to hear them uh, is a, is a really high one on like on, on our list, you know, just being like knowing that like what we do and like, you know, the impact that our music has on us is being felt by the people who are listening to it too. You know, it's like to, to have an audience that you feel is resonating with you, um, is really cool so the the more we can grow that the better it's just it's 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 a really it's a really fulfilling thing for us you
0: know all right and now i'm gonna open it up to you guys to plug any shows you have coming up or anything cool that's going on
4: (laughs) yeah um we got a show for anyone in the the boston area we got a show coming up uh, December first at Midway Cafe. We're with a really awesome local band called Club Nine Ball. Check them out. They're a trio of brothers um, out of Cape Cod, and they're fucking awesome. We love playing. We played with them like three times already. now. They're so. I think they're uh, in the
3: process of recording an album right
4: now. Yeah, yeah. They're keep an eye out so. for them too. They're they're just a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. But we just just the two of us will be playing December first uh, for anyone near Boston. Um, and right now we're working on. Uh, a new song. We won't uh, we won't give any details away, but hopefully it'll be out in the next, you know, four months. We'll have it all done and out.
2: Dream
1: City.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Until then, yes. Listen, listen to what's out there. You know, I'm obviously gonna be on TikTok all the time. You know, um, playing unreleased stuff if I'm feeling like it. But um, yeah. Just just keep spinning the stuff. Get us on on socials at Stone Nobles anywhere you can um we got the merch online feel free it's Mm -hmm. always there um and just keep hard rock rock hard amen brother
0: (laughs) well awesome thank you guys so much for doing this skype call (laughs) but for the listeners make sure you guys check out stone nobles on every streaming platform you can and follow them on everything and until then Well, until I see you next time, (laughs) Um, make sure you always stay groovy.